It's wonderful to be with you today to launch our new podcast on global careers. My name is Anna Helm, and I'm the director of the GW Cyber, the Center for International Business Education and Research at the George Washington University. As your host today, my role is to interview the actual host for the podcast, Stacey Navadomsky Berdam. First, a few words about GW Cyber. GW Cyber is funded by the U.S. Department of Education with a broad mandate to increase the competitiveness of U.S. firms abroad. To this effect, we support cutting-edge international business research, provide outreach programming for the business and policy communities, and design and offer innovative educational experiences for students. The cornerstone of our programming revolves around preparing students for careers in international business and related fields in order to help meet U.S. firms' demands for competent, globally-minded talent. Our new podcast is an example of such initiative. The purpose of today's launch episode is to introduce you to the host of the new GW Cyber Global Careers podcast and to give you a sense of what you can expect from future episodes. Stacey Navadomsky-Bordan is a seasoned global executive, the author of six books on the intersection of globalization and careers, and an advocate for all things global, studying abroad, learning languages, and pursuing a global career. She spends most of her time speaking at conferences and on campuses and writing about the value of developing a global mindset no matter your age or stage in life. She has worked with GW Cyber for almost 10 years as we too help students understand the vast array of international business careers out there, prepare job seekers for the ups and downs of working cross-culturally, and share how to maximize the benefits of global experience gained in classes, study abroad, and internships to land a global assignment. Stacy, your career has taken you all over the world, yet, like the rest of us, you're being grounded. How are you doing? What are you up to? Hi, Anna. Uh, well, thanks for having me today. It's always a pleasure to work with GW Cyber, and I'm doing well. And I hope that you and your family and friends and everyone listening um, is staying healthy. Like so many, my business has been affected. Um, I've had to adapt to the new normal. It's a bit tricky because my schedule, as you mentioned, used to be filled with dozens of talks and facilitated panels on college campuses and at global conferences, talking about all things global, particularly the need to pick up and go, study abroad, intern abroad, work abroad, travel. So indeed, my work has been a bit hampered by the pandemic. But as the academic and business worlds turn to a mostly online model, I did too. In one respect, it's much easier. We're able to reach so many more people because of the lack of travel, the ability to record sessions that people can tune into later. But there is that personal aspect, you know, those those connections, sharing a meal, sitting across from a small group of students talking excitedly about the potential for global careers, sharing a ride to the airport um, with a fellow speaker, the times when relaxed um, and oftentimes real conversations happen, and I really miss those. So I have increased my virtual networking, catching up, connecting with colleagues to each other, connecting colleagues to each other, helping students think ahead about their careers, scheduling online talks and workshops all the way through 2021, including, fingers crossed, plans to be on campus in the fall next year, um, and talking with uh, global professionals who are working through the pandemic. And that's been a lot of fun. In particular, one of the most exciting things of late has been the podcast that we are working on together. We're also excited about doing the podcast with you, Stacey. 
A podcast is something that's been on my list of things to do because DW Cyber has so much to share. I'm so glad that we've landed on this common space and we are very happy to launch our Global Careers Podcast's first season, Working Globally Through the Pandemic, The Outlook for a Global Career Post-COVID-19. You've started to do some of the interviews gearing up for our launch. How have those interviews been going? Oh, they've been inspiring. The eight global mentors have been so excited to participate and share what they've learned so far uh, since the pandemic began and things started shutting down and, and uh, interrupting life as we knew it back in uh, March of 2020. And they also want to give back. So we have a stellar lineup, including the CEO of a major aerospace company, the president of a large global nonprofit with a booming business for women entrepreneurs around the world a global HR executive who paints a very clear picture on how and why HR has begun to shift amidst the pandemic and how this new normal is likely here to stay. A senior foreign service officer shares her take on the importance of diplomacy, cybersecurity, and AI on a global scale in the coming years. And so many more interesting leaders who have taken the time to participate, to share their experience for all to hear. You know, this pandemic has turned our lives upside down, Anna, inside out, roiling our daily life patterns and presumptions. Even the simplest things like going out for a meal have changed drastically, right? Many people are looking at the world, their jobs, and have taken a moment to pause. And that's been the beauty of doing the podcast. People really want to share what they've learned so that more students, young professionals, those associated and affiliated with GW's program and the cyber program can actually take to heart, learn what they've, what they've gone through and apply it to their global careers um, pursuits in the future. That's exciting to hear, especially given the pandemic's effect on global travel, the interruption of the global supply chain, closed borders, et cetera. Globalization has really taken a hit. What do you think? Well, there's no doubt that the pandemic has exposed some of the wrinkles, right, in a globalized world. Some people are positing, you know, running around, maybe, you know, the sky is falling, positing that pandemics will unravel our world and bring on the demise of globalization. But, you know, that's going to be hard to do. Despite the recent closings of borders and each country handling its own coronavirus response with very different um, outcomes, overall, the global economy re remains deeply interconnected. Um, as the author Zachary Carabell has written on globalization, it's easy to hate, convenient to target, yet impossible to stop. You know, in fact, the, the pandemic has accelerated globalization. It's also highlighted, as I mentioned, some of the problems, and one of which is the fragility of the global supply chain. You know, some solutions are on their way, streamlining cross-border trade, electronic documentation, sourcing from multiple countries to prevent interruptions. But it's more than that business aspect, right? I think we need to do a lot to learn how to improve global networks. Well, the first step is recognizing that we're all interconnected and we need to figure out how to work better using technology for much more than Zoom, of course. Um, another is to acknowledge that the world is very uneven right now, unfair in certain things. And that's what the, the pandemic has exposed about globalization. We've got to work together to even it out, to make things more fair, to provide basic human rights like healthcare, fresh water, healthy food, to help prevent or perhaps better manage pandemics and their devastating effects in the future. So um, globalization's here to stay, but we must take this moment to learn 
uh, and apply those learnings moving forward. Yes, there's really no doubt that we've seen the downsides to globalization. But as you point out, there's so many positives too. What has surprised you about how the pandemic has affected the global workforce? The role of technology, it cannot be overstated. COVID-19 has accelerated the arrival of the future of work, wiping out the one last obstacle to a digital future, right? Human resistance. Telemedicine, Zoom yoga, new movie releases streamed online. We're touring art museums from our homes. We're getting grocery delivery. And there's so much more that many of us were resistant to, but have now been forced to accept. Travel is way down. And the vast majority of us are working remotely through telework, having meetings using Zoom, WebEx, and BlueJeans. Although this began as what seemed to be a temporary fix, it is fast becoming the new normal. Organizations have now had to invest in technology and management practices necessary to operate a teleworkforce. And I've had so many conversations with colleagues here and around the world, the results are in. Cost savings and increased productivity are hard to argue with. People don't want to go back. But the critical role of technology goes far beyond just working remotely. Technology is quickly becoming the axis on which everything else is turning. And it's important that every worker not only accept it, but embrace technology as a means to solving problems. It's going to be central to most everything we do, no matter the industry we work in. You know, the other surprise brought on by technology, for me, it's the way the global talent pool has now become so much more accessible to organizations all over the world. Leaders can source workers pretty much anywhere these days as the teleworkforce is not restricted by geographic boundaries. That opens up a lot of opportunities for people looking to work globally. What impact will this all have on students looking to pursue a global career? Globalization right now presents tremendous opportunities. It's become pretty clear that geographies as work locations, as I just said, they don't matter as much anymore. With telework options, organizations can hire employees beyond their own geographies, and this will continue to change the face of the global workforce. For those positions that need to be on location, companies, organizations are transferring fewer people overseas and hiring more diverse talent that is locally based or local plus. Maybe somebody maybe didn't grow up there, but has moved there and is willing to actually live and work um, on a local package. This opens up a world of possibilities to live and work globally. So today's workers, they must be able to learn new skills quickly, pivot to a new role, adapt to a new environment, and be able to reinvent yourselves. In fact, 94% of global business leaders reported that they expect employees to pick up new skills on the job. This is a sharp increase from just 65% two years ago, as reported by the World Economic Forum. So use this time now to broaden your skills and your network by attending webinars or panel discussions like this one. Do research in your field. Find conferences around the world that intrigue you. Follow up with panelists on LinkedIn. Reach out to industry leaders, perhaps even asking to meet for a virtual coffee. Again, this does not have to be U.S.-based. Do it around the world. You know, many people at all kinds of organizations and across all levels, report to having more time due to the significant reduction in travel. And that's a real desire to connect with others, too. One final point. Learn a language. 
whether you are starting new, picking up where you left off a few years ago in high school, middle school, use this time to try to learn another language or two if you have time. Duolingo is popular, as is the Concordia Language Villages, which took its immersion learning in 14 languages online in 2020, and they plan to continue year-round offering not just for the 7 to 18-year-olds in a summer camp, which was the setting, but actually for teachers, adults, students, anyone who wants to learn a language and in a more um, accessible way online a couple of days a week. So, so do all of these things while you're waiting to actually go back to campus, consider what your options are, and do as much as possible to learn and read about the world around you. Do these changes give you hope, Stacey? Yes, they do. Um, even though we're not together and in person a lot, I believe that many aspects of the business world, the professional world, have brought people together. It sounds a little strange, doesn't it? We're all we're all separated and connected virtually, which is not as um, integrated. But there, we have this unifying theme. You know, there's the pandemic. The vast majority of people that I've spoken with beyond the beyond the podcast, but my network um, globally stress the importance of having a positive impact. Um, it's a really beautiful thing. The challenge for global thinkers is to take advantage of this moment and work toward doing good, to solving problems, to lifting people out of poverty, improving health and food safety around the world. Companies recognize that they must embrace diversity. They seem eager to transform their workforce approaches. Now, the pandemic has accelerated ESG, environmental, social, and governance investing as well as diversity and inclusion practices. These efforts go far beyond traditional corporate social responsibility of the past you know, 10, 20 years, the statements and vision statements hanging in someone's office toward measurable differences. You know, there's more muscle and money behind the efforts uh, to have a positive impact. And I'm really heartened by this, Anna. Yeah, no, absolutely. Amidst all this change though, what if anything remains the same? At least two things come to mind. One, customer is king, data is king. <laughs> They're the focus always for, for us in our, in our various businesses, right? Uh, COVID-19 will have a lasting impact on the state of the customer. Customers have lost loved ones, jobs, businesses. Many haven't seen or hugged family and friends for months. Companies must do more than just try to stand out. They've got to pivot, innovate, and transform to deliver touchless and digital customer experiences. So customer is still the focus, but new focus. How are we going to adapt and deliver for this new customer that's actually coming out, emerging from the pandemic, if you will? Empathetic customer experiences are necessary, recognizing and adapting to the fact that different communities and geographies around the world have experienced varying degrees of instability, bordering on chaos. Traumatized societies, consumer trust, consumer spending, employee expectations, all of these things need to be considered for the consumer and using data. You know, data data is our friend. Um, there's a lot of data out there and there's a lot of data that is now beginning to come in and actually showing um, and pointing um, in, in directions, which, which trends um, are going to be the way of the future through this pandemic. And there's some interesting research that Ernst & Young did, their future consumer index. Uh, a couple of points I'll share with you. 60% of global consumers will be more focused on the value for money in the future. 60%. 
63% said that they'd make their personal data available if it helps to monitor and track and to track an infection cluster. And I think we're not just talking about the current pandemic and COVID-19, but moving forward as well. 48% of consumers in China, arguably the largest market, now strongly agree that the way they live will significantly change as a result of COVID-19. So that's one big thing that is actually the same, a little bit of a twist, as I mentioned. Number two, what's been fascinating to me to see, because I've spent almost 15 years studying, researching what makes a successful global career. You know, how, how are how is one person more successful than another? And there are certain skills, right? we call them soft skills, um, that, are, that are required, that are uh, trending toward um, a successful career. They are excellent communication skills, listening, patience, adaptability, curiosity, the ability to build relationships. And what I find most fascinating, Anna, is those are the ones that seem to be helping people get through the pandemic as well. It's what all of the... Um, executives, the global mentors that I've interviewed for the podcast so far have actually identified, which to me is interesting because that means more of us will be better prepared to actually adapt and work through the global changes too. And that's a really great thing because I think these are some of the skills that all of us would benefit from, whether we're working internationally or not. And they really make the experience, the person-to-person experience, the ability to manage and lead teams cross-culturally, not only cross-culturally around the world, but perhaps cross-culturally within one's country or different markets or different generations. And so I'm really, really excited about that. Oh, wonderful. So as we now approach the end of the launch podcast, I just want to make sure that the listeners really come away with what they can expect from the podcast. So can you give us a few words about that? Yes. Uh, without giving away anything, anything particular, Uh, Insightful information, practical advice, tips, real-life examples, stories, anecdotes of how to pursue a global career and through the pandemic. So it's kind of both, right? It's it's working through the pandemic globally, absolutely, yes. But as, as we just discussed, some of these things are pretty much the same whether we're in a pandemic or not. So those kinds of tips and advice, Um, specifically in industries like aerospace, oil and gas, diplomacy, finance, procurement, all types. And also the skills necessary, the growth industries, the real life stories, right? By professionals working globally now, their own experiences, as well as ones they're going to bring to the conversation uh, about their teams, their colleagues, all seen within their industry. This is all very exciting, Stacey. I heard that in addition to the professional advice, you also asked interviewees about a favorite global experience. Would you share your own favorite global experience with us? Yes, of course. I have so many. But one experience comes to mind. It was from the time I was working in Hong Kong. Vast majority of the staff in the office were local Hong Kong people, plus a few Brits and an American uh, or two. But as was my practice with teams back in the U.S., I'd like to have everyone over to my apartment, cook some special dishes, and have a more relaxed gathering rather than just a restaurant. When I told a British colleague my plans, he said I was making a big mistake and that the staff would resent me because I lived in an expensive high-rise as an expat and that it would not go well. But since I had already told my team that we'd be having an American-style barbecue at my poolside complex where we'd grill outside and they could swim, I didn't think I could cancel it. So I decided to go ahead and I was a little nervous. The day came, we had a great time, 
Everyone loved the barbecue ribs, chicken, you know, the typical American salads, so much so that I hadn't noticed the time. The poolside center was closing and we had to quickly clean up, wrap everything up. So everybody helped gather the dishes. There were about 20, 22, 23, four of us. Everyone had to gather the dishes and help bring them back up to my apartment. Uh-oh, I thought. I began to get a little nervous, wondering what they'd think of the actual apartment I lived in. Well, too late. Everyone was already already following me up and excited about it. But you know what? And it turned out okay. Better than okay, actually. Yes, everyone oohed and ahed over the place. But my team, actually, after this event, we got stronger, not weaker because of it. And I learned from a few more of my senior team members that everyone knew expats lived in these types of places, but no one had ever invited them over. They were curious to see how we lived. And yes, what some of these expat pack palaces actually looked, looked like, you know, that were part of the expat package. In fact, we made a lot of progress as a team. More bonds were created because of this shared experience, you know, and it taught me so much. Um, but the one big takeaway that taking a risk based on my gut, even if it was in a different culture, was the absolute right thing to do. Wow, you you really make me miss those days of of travel and enjoying uh, the company of people from other cultures and you know finding solutions that are created across cultures and across different disciplines and different ways of thinking about uh, the world. So hopefully we'll be back to that soon. But in the meantime, there's just so much to learn from the uh, DW Cyber Pandemic Careers podcast, if you will. We are going to morph the uh, the focus of the podcast as the world changes. But right now, the pandemic is at the forefront, and that's what we're going to focus on. And we're going to really, I'm sure, all enjoy these conversations that you will have with all these uh, global professionals. So we are looking forward to that. And thank you so much, Stacey, for giving us this wonderful preview. And again, we're looking forward to launching into the actual podcast uh, very soon.